Hello everyone, welcome back to Morgan Hasn't Seen Janine. We've come to the end of another painfully fun series of painfully. Morgan Hasn't Seen. Painfully fun. The best type of fun is painful fun. That's what I feel. Is that not accurate? I don't know. I don't know. But it is the end of another series of Morgan Hasn't Seen. The 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 movies about music series. And it's the bonus episode today because this movie's a little bit different to the other movies about music that we've done. Whereas those, those movies being um, d- directly about people and their relationship with... Well, this is about somebody in his relationship with music, sure, but... There's quite a bit of other things going on here. <laughs> yes. I would say the main focus of the actual story of the other movies is music. Yes. Whereas this, the story, is not really about music. It just plays a big part in the whole movie. Well, what movie is this today? Uh, This movie is a movie picked in our Patreon poll that we put up. I had three choices of movies about music that I couldn't decide between. Um, And this one won the poll. It is 2017's Baby Driver. I'm sure everybody's absolutely delighted that they've finally forced me to watch this movie, (laughs) to be perfectly honest. Because you know me and my agenda against watching movies that That everybody tell me to watch. So stubborn. That's my problem. That is my problem. I never mind watching movies that I haven't seen before. But my problem is watching movies that everybody everybody tells me I should see because then I'm not going to watch it even harder just to please you, random people. <laughs> not see. you as in Janine, that's why we have this show, of course. You tell me what to watch and I damn well watch it, whatever it is. You do. Because that's the idea, that's the point. Um, which is why we have a show about it that's now over 60 episodes deep which is a little bit insane that it's that that it's that old already we've exposed you to a lot of new things very proud of us well you have you have i've i've not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna phrase that like that (laughs) i'm not gonna phrase not gonna use the word exposed i'm I'm glad you caught that (laughs) i did wise decision I did. Uh, yes, though, I finally watched Baby Driver. And my historical um, agenda against Edgar Wright, not that it's an agenda because I like his movies, but his movies out of everybody, out of, like, every movie, have been the ones where the most people have told me the most times to watch these movies. So it just so happens that my agenda feels more Edgar Wright focused than many other people because apparently you know I'm British I should I should worship Edgar Wright as some sort of divine being you should and while he is a very good director and while I enjoy his movies 
Like, shut up, people. Stop telling me what I should like. <laughs> I think that's my problem. So Don't I'm like being to told what I should like. Unless no, you're allowed me. to tell me. <laughs> No, you're allowed to tell me what I should watch. I don't like being told what I should like. Ah, yes, I don't do that. There's a difference. I tell you what to watch, and I'm, I welcome you to form your own opinions about the, that. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, what was the what was what was a recent movie we've done on this that truly I just did not like? I, I feel like there has been one recently. Not recently. Yeah. I can't think was of it George of the Jungle? I mean, yeah, you you said you liked it, but yeah, I mean, it was it was ridiculous. <laughs> it I was. feel like there's definitely been one recently that I just really kind of didn't. Charlie's Angels Full Throttle was oh, a little yeah. bit questionable. <laughs> um, what are, what are other ones? I don't know. I don't know. What other I mean, ones I don't really don't think there's anything that you've completely like outright hated. I mean, the one thing I can think no. that you didn't like was maybe Tokyo Drift when we did Fast and Furious. Sure. But you didn't outright. You still found things to like in there. I did. And look, this this series, this movies about music series, has been great. Almost Famous, Detroit Rock City, Hustle and Flow. It's been great. I've really, really liked this series for the for the movies they had. I know we had a relatively uh, serious discussion on Hustle and Flow. We did. Um, last week. But it was good. I enjoyed the movie. Uh, this movie a little bit different, obviously. And I, I enjoyed this movie as well. It's been a good series. It's been a good series. I enjoy when I like the movies, Janine. No, oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Well, what do you what what are your overall feelings towards Baby Driver? I mean, Edgar Wright is actually my favorite director. Um, he's one that, um, while he doesn't have a vast filmography, that I like every single one of his films, um, and just his process of filmmaking is super creative. He like loves to work with visual clues and he's very smart about things. Um, I love all his visual storytelling. Um, so in general, I like watching his movies and this, you know, had a lot of that stuff and just the way he worked the music into the story. Um, you know, like all the gunshots you hear go with the beat of the music and things like that. Um, so not only did you have your lead character who music is kind of a big part of him, like the music is a part of the world around him. Um, and all the things that are happening in the world are to this beat that's going on in his head. So I thought all of that and how they kind of played with all of that was really smart and clever. And even just kind of all the action stuff and the stunt stuff, um, which when I do some trivia corner, you I mean, I can elaborate on okay. some things. Um, all of it felt really real. Like it didn't feel like, you know, green screeny or CGI'd or it all felt very like it was happening. Um, which yeah. I liked as well. I mean, it does, it does use sound in a kind, in a very unique way. 
Yes. And a very, very interesting way because all of all obviously it's got a really vast soundtrack because music's constantly playing because that's the point of Baby himself is that he has to constantly listen to music because of his well he had a what did he have a car accident yes when he was a child he was in a car accident so now he has like this constant ringing in his ears so he listens to music to drown out the ringing and so he has like multiple ipods with different playlists and and like when he's doing his you know getaway driving he always sets it to like a song he picks a song and like it helps him not, not only helps him you know, drown out the sound, but it also kind of helps him get in the mode and it also kind of helps him time out like his timing of what he needs to do in that amount of time. Yeah. Um, so there's like a bunch of different reasons why the music is important during his heists and just for him in general. That's what I mean. It's very it's very unique in that way because it's almost as though the, the entire movie is set to a beat. Yes. Um. Like every little thing that happens, if there's music playing in the background, every movement that you see will be set to a beat. There will be something in there. And we know, like, Edgar Wright historically likes to do that anyway. Yes. Um, is to set what's going on in the movie to the music we are, we are hearing. And what he also likes to do is have the soundtrack songs start off as soundtrack and then blend into actual in-world music. Yeah. Um, To use a very filmy term, diegetic and non-diegetic sound. Yeah. Um, To be, you know, sound that is non-diegetic is outside of the world soundtrack. Diegetic is in-world sound. So he likes to blend those two. And I like that. I like it when things do that. Start off as soundtrack and then, oh, it turns out to be something on the radio radio, that they're then singing to. Yeah. Um, It's fun like that. And it helps with... It helps with just making this movie feel like it is set to this beat. It helps with making this movie feel pacey. And it helps with making this movie feel very kind of... Oh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It helps making the movie feel like it is... I don't know what I'm trying to say. I've it lost has, the word I was trying to say. It kind of Absolutely. has a rhythm. Well, yeah, it has a rhythm. That's, that's you know, kind of what I was saying at the start. It, it's everything set to the beat, obviously. So it has but a nice it flow. Has so a, the whole movie feels like a song. A flow. That you're kind of flowing through. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yes, exactly. Exactly. Um... It helps your focus as well, like, you know, Baby himself um, needs this music to focus because he times everything to the to the beat of whatever song he's, he, mm-hmm. he is listening to. I'm sorry, my mouth is all over the place. I can't form words today. <laughs> he is... That's why he takes so long picking stuff on a radio like he can be stealing a car and we see him steal a car in this movie but and then spend find... two minutes finding the right song on the radio because he has to find the right song to drive to because yeah. it is it just helps him focus and i like that though because i like driving to music 
as well, like certain driving songs. Like every, everybody's got like really good driving songs. Like if yes. you're doing a fair journey. Oh yes, and that's... you know I do that. Um, you know I yeah. take a lot of trips to LA for Schmodown related things. So yeah, I definitely a good playlist is invaluable to me on those long drives because it's like a seven hour journey there and back. You know, three and a half hours or three and a half hours home. So. Um, if I try to listen to like podcasts and things like, you know, I do enjoy podcasts, but I'd rather oh, yeah. music kind of gets me more in the mode of driving and enjoying it. And I can sing along and it keeps me more yeah. alert and awake. And, you know, if I feel a little tired or whatever. So definitely a good playlist is invaluable on a, a drive. So I totally kind of was into how important I think we just have to, to go. I think we just have to go to Ansel Elgort's house just to get all these. I mean, who has a cassette player in the car? Do you have a cassette player in your car still? I, I do not. I do not. Nobody nobody does. No. Nobody does these days, do they? I mean, I feel like I feel like if you, even if you've got a almost I feel like even if you've got like a 15-year-old car, you're not going to have a cassette player in it. Probably not. I feel like but I mean, not. he does have the iPad and the auxiliary jack, so that's that's. Oh sure, works. sure. But also, a lot of it is cassette tapes. I like the use of cassette tapes in this movie as well. Like everybody seems to have a cassette player just laying around that they can yes. just play these these on. Like, do we still have cassette players that are in use? I mean, I have cassettes. I can see some of them now. But I don't have a player. No, me neither. It's like VHS. I, yeah, like who still VHS? has a VCR that works? <laughs> but you don't have a player. Yeah, I have a bunch you of VHS the... movies, but I don't have a exactly. VCR. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Everybody in this movie just seems to have one. And it's yeah. unusual. I apologize for any background noise that anybody may hear. There appears to be mowing of a lawn going on um so i apologize for that hopefully it doesn't get picked up too intensely and i can maybe dry it's very very loud actually um I can't hear hopefully it. well hopefully it doesn't pick it up hopefully it doesn't pick it up then that's fine um what was i saying i got distracted by the lawnmower <laughs> goddamn lawnmower <laughs> Um, cassette tapes. How do they have cassette, cassette players? <laughs> There's a lot of cassette. Yeah, it's just it was unusual. And to be honest, look, Edgar Wright's always very, very stylish. Like you said he before, is. he's very, very good visually. Very, very good visually. I like all the, um, particularly in the opening credits. I always love a good long tracking shot of an opening credits. A really well choreographed. Um, opening credit sequence that's you know in the movie as well, like and it plays out like an actual scene, obviously the, with the credits going on, but that's so well choreographed to yeah. a beat. Everything's the to the beat. Playing. It's his kind of walk from the building where they do the meetings at, um, for him going on like coffee. a coffee run. So you're kind yeah. of following him on this coffee run, and he's listening to the song, and you can hear it, um, and he's like kind of grooving to it and dancing to it passing people you can see some of the lyrics on a tree or on the window or on the yeah. wall that um, was really fun 
so that was uh, like I really like that like a police sirens kind of going to the beat um you know somebody's like motorcycles revving to the beat of the song um yeah when he gets into the when he gets into the coffee shop the person asks him what he wants and the song says yeah 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 and he's saying yeah 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 to the coffee person before he orders um so just stuff like that was really kind of clever he passes like you know um a music shop and like there's a trumpet in the window and then when the trumpet's playing in the song he's like pretending he's playing the trumpet that's in the window like just such a fun kind of tracking shot going through getting the opening credits um getting a sense of this character what music means to him um and what you're kind of in for with this movie and what music is kind of going to play uh into the plot and into the movie itself so definitely a great illustration of what you're kind of in for because you get like this whole heist at the beginning and you see baby skill as a driver and him kind of dancing in the car to the music and all of that stuff um and now you just kind of get a more chill sense of like the importance of music to him. So yeah. I really, I really liked all of that just kind of right off the bat. And obviously it is super important to him. And to be honest with me, looking outside, you know how I look, I like to look outside. We all know how I watch movies as a, as a, as a, as a visual, um, not a visual, as a moving painting, as opposed to a visual book. Yes. I always like to say, um, very satisfying to watch is that sort of stuff you know and everything just fits into place and everything's done to a beat it's super satisfying for my brain to see that sort of stuff happen that's why i like that's why i like um that's why i like edgar wright stuff to be honest because everything is very visually rhythmic and and rhythmic has a great flow of like quick pans and stuff and all that stuff really works well. And like I said, like visual clues and visual storytelling and things that kind of like, um, like my, one of my favorite things of Shaun of the Dead is when basically the TV, him changing the channels is telling him all about what is happening in the world right now. And he's just not even realizing it. Um, and they have kind of something similar where he's flipping the channels and they're kind of telling him something. And at the very end, they're like, you know, now that, this this creature is you know at his wit at his end he's gonna have to like be on foot you know he's gonna have to yeah. make his chase yeah, on yeah, foot yeah. or whatever and then by the end he's like in this whole kind of foot chase so um i like stuff like that for sure yeah and very clever about, going back to Shaun of the dead again we we know that's got a, a very lovely tracking shot of somebody going to a shop and going back home. Yes, and they do it twice, so you kind of get the, the, this yeah. kind of juxtaposition of that kind of whole situation. So he's just Edgar Wright's just taking the stuff that he did earlier on in the earlier movies, and it's kind of it seems a little in Baby Driver. It seems a little more glamorous, and it seems a little more. Hollywood because it, it is quite frankly but it's it's just a little like going taking the example of this long tracking shot following one human being you look at Shaun of the Deads right yes it does it twice but ultimately let's just focus on one thing mm-hmm. it just goes 
from the home, nicely choreographed, you know, to the shop, back home, certain things are happening, and then it does it again, obviously, in a certain little different way, but very clever, right? We like yes. it. Yes, yes. Look at the traffic, look at the choreographed tracking shot in Baby Driver. It's absurdly choreographed with so many different moving parts. Yes, it only does it once, obviously, because there's not the sort of change of scenario like there is in Shaun of the Dead. But it's really, it's taken to that next level because it's just, it's ramped up and ramped up and ramped up and it's just expanded on to get so much more in this one exactly the same style of shot. Yeah. And exactly the same, you know, idea. Um, put the sound, put the soundtrack in there as well and have all the little words on the trees and on, on the walls and in the shop windows and people saying things and revving motorbikes and whatever. Yeah. It's all, it's just, it's kind of, I get the feeling that Edgar Wright's gone... We, I, I, I like doing that. I like doing that. We all know let's I Let's like try doing it this that. way. I yeah. did it in my first movie. <laughs> let's do it better. Yeah. And he does do it better. Yay. He does do it better. He does it more satisfyingly. And while I wouldn't say Baby Driver is my favourite of his movies, it is definitely the biggest of his movies. It's definitely the kind of... It's not a bad thing, but it's the most Hollywood of his movies. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's I not was, a bad uh, thing. There is, a, there is some trivia, a trivia corner that I'm... Trivia, okay. Add to a little bit of trivia that. trivia corner, <laughs> yay. <laughs> That's good. Well, that is really good. Um, so, some trivia from Baby Driver. Um... The very funny scene with the Mike Myers masks. <laughs> Mike yes. Myers Mike Myers masks actually were supposed to be used, um, the masks of Michael Myers from Halloween, uh, but the producers were unable to obtain legal permission. So Edgar Wright then reached out to the comedian Mike Myers about using the masks of his likeness instead. And Mike Myers actually thought it was really a funny scene, so he gave his blessing. <laughs> it is. It is a very funny scene on one particular... I mean... For the for the people, to be honest, for the people that don't know, for the people that don't know, the what plot. is this movie actually about, Ginny? So it's about this young guy who's named Baby, and he is a getaway driver for criminals. He works with this guy, Doc, who kind of sets up these different heists, and um, you kind of see different people, because there's a bunch of different people who work, who doc brings together to do these different heights but it's never the same team twice so you get a different groupings of people each time um so you see some similar characters kind of come back but it's baby drive baby is always the driver for all of these uh, heights and he's mostly doing it because you know doc caught him like boosting his car and he was very impressed by him and he stole money he stole money from doc so since doc kind of caught him he's like okay you work your debt off by driving for me. So baby's kind of stuck driving for him because, you know, he got caught stealing. So baby's trying to get out of this life of being this getaway driver, but ultimately, you know, things escalate and then sue with some of the other 
heist characters in the movie and they that do. kind of causes problems he meets a girl as well um lily james and that kind of yeah. adds some other issues in there but yeah it's a it's a crime action movie really yeah it's it's not the kind of usual comedy that we expect from edgar wright really is it it's probably the least comedic yes Perhaps. There are some funny things in there, but it's definitely more of an action. Like the yeah. whole, the first scene is them, you know, one of the heists happening. Like you see them go into the bank, they're robbing the bank. And while they're kind of doing their thing in the bank, you're in the car with baby while he's kind of dancing and um, yeah. singing his song. And then once they rob the bank and they come out, you get on, go on this whole kind of crazy chase and you see just what a good driver baby is. I, I, I'm not sure, and I've seen the Fast and Furious movies, but I'm not sure cars can actually move like the way they are driven in this movie. Like, I know it's not Ansel Elgort driving them at that point. No. It'll be some really impressive stunt driver. Well, but... I want to say the stunt driver actually did those things there wasn't a lot of cj and craziness oh yeah no like, i completely but them trust that kind of there's a part where they kind of go crazy but between two trucks like in a little back alley area and i think some of the trucks and things that they had to go around were digitally put there um but like the way okay. he's turning and moving the car i think was actually real if i recall from the bonus footage that i did watch okay okay well yeah no ultimately it's just it just seems absurdly impressive driving which is yes. why it just looks it doesn't look in it, it doesn't look unrealistic it looks very very realistic it just doesn't work in my brain because <laughs> i don't know how to do it's that that good that's it it's too good it's yes. not like fast and furious where you're just thinking well cars can't actually jump out of planes and grapple onto bridges yeah so i'm just going to suspend disbelief but because this is kind of more set in reality you kind of want to yeah. see the cars do real things which they are doing but your brain can't really exactly. process that that's really real um but it's, it's just, just more trivia. too impressive <laughs> trivia more trivia yes, yes. Uh, director Edgar Wright once parked his car in a parking garage only to realize that by complete coincidence, the car next to him had a stylized baby on board sign with babies. Ansel Elgort's face taken from the movie's <laughs> poster. Wright left a note on the car's windshield that read from the director of baby driver. I approve complete with autograph. <laughs> I like it. Yes. I like um, it. This the what I was mentioning about the foot chase. The studio pressured and um also about the budget, you know, being kind of a bigger budget yes. movie. The studio pressured Edgar Wright to cut the foot chase scene because the movie was starting to go over budget. So Wright deferred a portion of his directing fee to ensure that that scene was completed. Okay. So I mean, do you okay. think that was worth it? Did you like the foot chase scene? I did like the foot chase. I did like the foot chase. It just seemed like Ansel Elgort, Ansel Elgort was absurdly fit. Because I don't... Nobody can... He was, like, doing all sorts of running for weeks. I mean, I know it's a film. I yes. know it's done in different takes. But still... He was doing some parkour still, stuff. <laughs> like... it, was, it was an impressive foot chase. The chases, car and foot in this movie, are very all very impressive. good. This is yeah. what I mean. It's a very, very fun, entertaining 
action crime movie. Yes. It's just, it's un, it doesn't, I mean, it very much feels like an Edgar Wright movie in terms of the visuals and the rhythm and everything like that. But it very much doesn't feel like an Edgar Wright movie because there's not enough weird, witty common, uh, comedy in there. Yes, and aside from Scott Pilgrim, it's not. It does not take place in the UK. <laughs> exactly, that's the thing. And you know, it's it's no it's no coincidence that Scott Pilgrim also feels less comedic and more Hollywood. Yeah. Than than you know, I mean, look at the other. The man's done five movies. Movies. The man has done five movies. Three of them are the Cornetto movies, which are yes. absurdly British, obviously, and very funny. The fourth one's Scott Pilgrim, and the fifth one's this. Yes. And the the t- they're two Hollywood movies, and this one is bigger than Scott Pilgrim, doing the fact that it was probably more successful than Scott well, Pilgrim yeah. as well. Um. I actually kind of almost think it's a better movie. It's not as visually interesting, I don't think. Um, you don't see Dean's, me. You don't see me leering at Morgan Dean's right now because he knows he knows Scott Pilgrim is my favorite movie. <laughs> but I mean, may, uh, to be honest, I probably need to watch Scott Pilgrim again. I really probably do. You should every um, chance you get because it has been. <laughs> It's been a long, 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 long time. A long, well, he is, long time. He is hoping to re-release it in theaters in June. Because, I mean, after it was released, very disappointing results in theaters. Like, I think it kind of got a cult following for sure. Yeah. Um. So I think he wants to do another theatrical release. So if theaters do open back up in June, I heard he wants to do something like that. So I think maybe you should go see it on the big screen if you, if well, you maybe. do. And if you are able well, yeah, exactly. If I'm able, if legally we are allowed, um, I still don't think anything's as good as Shaun of the Dead, though. I mean, I still do love Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of, Shaun of the Dead is my favorite of the Cornetto trilogy, but it's just too. Scott Pilgrim it's... is just so creative. I think it hits a bunch of those kind of like nerdy buttons. It's super creative. It's super clever. It's super rewatchable because there's different things you can notice every time. It's bright. It's silly. It's funny. The action is really great and creative. Like, I can't say enough good things about Scott Pilgrim. I think that why I view Scott Pilgrim as not as good as you is because I think it's trying too hard to be a bit geeky. Well, I think it's going off of things that are in the comics since it's based on I know, another. I'm sure it is. Because it's not an original. Everything else is kind of his original idea. Yeah. This is the one thing that's based off of somebody else's work. So I think yeah. he's kind of, you know, he's forced to put things in there that are off based off yeah. of the source material. And to so be honest, I, that I don't, yeah, that's not, I don't think that's a problem with Edgar Wright. Because, like you said, it it isn't his original work. I think that's probably a problem with me, with the actual Scott Pilgrim versus the World concept or original story or whatever it may be. You know, comic book. Yeah. Because it's trying. It just it just always gave me that vibe of trying a little too hard to throw geek references in there and that sort of stuff you know like my le- my absolute least favorite parts of 
the Spider-Man movies and the MC and the MCU stuff is when Tom Holland refers to the Empire Strikes Back and Alien and stuff like that. I hate them. I hate them. I can't stand them. But it's like I get that he's young, but it's like if you and your friend are building a Death Star thing Lego set, well, then you know the name of those movies. It's you very know, contradictory. Exactly. You know what I mean. You yeah. know what I mean. Like yes. I don't mind. I don't. I don't know where this has come from. I don't mind uh, the idea of Peter Parker building a Death Star. Right, but just have him building the Death Star. You don't have to mention, oh, this is the Death Star from Star Wars, A New Hope, released 1970s. <laughs> like, oh, God, it's painful. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yes. oh, I just don't like it. I don't like, like forced geek references because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like he's just trying too hard sometimes. It's just trying too hard. This movie doesn't do it. This movie doesn't do it. I mean, this movie's, you know, not geeky at all, is it really, Baby <laughs> no, Driver? Not really. No. Um, but in terms of music, you know, like, it talks about music, but it doesn't, like, beat you over the head being like, oh, well, this was, uh, this is the reason that these people are the greatest music artists of all time. They yeah, released no, four like, albums in the 60s. He, and Oh, he, God, shut up about it. Just let has, the music happen. Yeah. And, like, he has great conversations with Deborah, the waitress that he meets and kind of falls for. And they just have a kind of a fun conversation about uh, songs that have their names in them. So that right. was kind of a fun. And they, like, listen to each other's kind of music and stuff like that. So I like moments like that where that's kind of him showing his kind of deep knowledge of music in that way. Not in a kind yeah. of very, I'm going to tell you 20 facts about these songs or whatever exactly um, it's like yeah, a fun organic always... kind of conversation exactly exactly um well, speaking of deborah uh, and speaking the of deborah and the diner she works in i do have two yes. more pieces of trivia okay um, i'm sorry the... i'm distracting from jenny's <laughs> trivia no, corner okay. yay <laughs> um the diner and the apartment were the only sets built for the movie everything else was filmed on location and I believe it does in take Atlanta? place in Atlanta. Yes. Okay. Um, and the last piece of trivia I have is the character of Joseph was originally written to be much older around the mid 80s. But CJ Jones, who plays Joseph, a deaf character, was discovered and recommended by casting director Francine Maisler. Jones is deaf in real life. So Ansel Ergor had to learn sign language to communicate with him. Okay. Okay, I like that. I really did like the chemistry between those two as well. Yeah, I thought they, I thought them two were great, baby so, and yes. Joe. Ba Joe is baby's adoptive father. He adopted him when he was little because his parents did die in a car accident. Um, but now I mean, his parents point, seemed like kind of aggressive people. Well, his father. So like you kind of well, get to father, see, yes. you see little flashes of what happened to his parents, and ultimately you see that his father was like arguing with the mother while she was driving and she wasn't looking at the road and she crashes like into a truck that's in front of them. This is why and... don't argue in the car, <laughs> Yes, people. and this is why he has the ringing in his ears. So Joe is his um, adoptive father, but now Joe is kind of older, so now he takes care of Joe, and so their whole kind of yeah. dynamic is really sweet, and they have it this is. whole, they have this whole, you know, he makes him a peanut butter sandwich, and Joe likes his peanut butter spread to the edges. I did do a fun piece of art where um, it was kind of like themed like the Baby Driver 
posters that were out. Um, but in, I think I said, um, you know, I put spread to the edges on there instead of like the yeah. tagline that they were using for the movie. And I actually tweeted it at CJ Jones and he liked it and he commented on it and he followed me. Yay. So, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> we like, we like CJ Jones. We like we do. Joe in this movie. He's a very wholesome man. Yes, he's a because sweet old dude. yeah, when he sees baby kind of come with these bundles of money from like these jobs that he's doing, um, he's like, oh, I don't want any of your dirty money. Like, get a, a, a you know a respectable get job. A real and, job is it? Yes, he's like, where does this money it's come a pizza from? Delivery I don't, man. Yes, I don't like you doing this, and you know he's very worried about him doing these shady things, and um, yeah, so yes. The relationship with him and Joe is very sweet. And there's a whole scene where Baby's kind of on the run. So he has to leave Joe at a retirement home. And he records this whole thing. Because, you know, he's deaf. So he records, hi, my name is Joe. Please take care of me. I like, you know, this type of music. I like peanut butter sandwiches with the peanut butter spread to the edges. (laughs) I like peas. And, you know, like he says this whole thing about him. And Joe's really worried about him. And they have a really sweet moment. And... Um, so yeah, I loved all the stuff with him and Joe. It was really sweet. So did I. Very yes. emotional at certain times as well, which is is also nice because it yes. I, it does have actually it does have a real emotion to it as well. Yes. This movie, and I feel like sometimes, well, I feel like you know in in Edgar Wright's comedy movies, the emotion isn't too much there as a, I mean look Shaun of the Dead has literally people dying in it but do we ever feel absolutely devastated no because it's always kind of just funny in the end yeah you get a um, little bit um once um Sean kind of realizes that his stepfather Bill Knight yes. he actually did care about him because he always kind of had this weird relationship with him but kind of near the end when he realizes that he did really care for him yeah. And then he then he gets turned into you know the Z word. He he uh, does he, that. That's kind of a whole emotional thing. Um, so that like, it's, but it, it's the it's the one kind of little moment of it in there. But ultimately, yes. it's still all comedic. Anyway. Yeah, even at the end, they try to kind of do this whole emotional thing when Nick Frost gets bitten and he's about to turn. Yeah. And then, like, there's this whole moment where I'm sorry, and then it calls back to the whole fart joke. You know. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. It's um what what I did like about this one was that it did have very real emotion like that in there. Yeah. And very real stakes and very real sort of action. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't um it wasn't comedic action at all. And that you know, that's not to say it was overly serious, but it was just very, very fun. And there was light. There was light moments in there as well. Um, yes. And what did you just, think the, about the, the ancillary cast? So, like you know, Jamie Foxx yeah. and um, John Hamm. So and I, I mean, I did like the fact that John Bernthal was in it for the first five minutes. Literally says the words, "If you don't see me again, I'm dead," and then we don't see him see again. See him again. So you just have to all. assume that he died. Yeah. <laughs> like okay. John, John Berthold's like third billing or something as well in the opening credits. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we don't see him again. So that was funny. If that's the kind of stuff we do like in terms yeah. of, you know, daft comedic things. John Hamm was excellent. 
Yes. And you kind of like him, but then, you know, you obviously understand his turn. You do. Um, and he does you kind of become the villain, but, he, you know, you really you do kind of like understand. him, but then you do understand his villainous turn kind of at the end. Um, he he always seems like he's the nicest one to baby. Yes. Um, in the whole movie. But you really, he... really do. By the end, you're with him. You're not, like, you don't think, oh, God, John Hamm's gone evil. You're thinking, okay, John Hamm's just reacting in a way that really he should be doing right now. Yeah. Because this has gone a little bit too far. Yes. Um, John Hamm was great, though. This might be the best movie performance I've seen John Hamm do, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, he was great in this movie. I really liked his character, Buddy. I mean, I've seen John Hamm obviously a lot on TV, but in terms of movies, has John Hamm done a load of really great stuff in terms of movies? I mean, not much. Like the only thing that really just first pops into my head is Bridesmaids, where he's kind of a smarmy dick, and I like sure. and I liked him in Tag. Like I thought that movie was really fun. I didn't um, see that movie. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, but yeah, nothing is no, super stand out. So um, I really liked him in this movie for sure. He's great. He's also yeah. kind of sorry. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> no, I keep cutting people off. Um, I'm the king of cutting people off. It's ridiculous. It's the way I speak in just big gaps in the middle of my sentences that <laughs> make people think I've think finished what I'm saying. When I haven't finished what I'm saying, but that doesn't matter. That's my fault. Um, John Hammy's kind of also like really, he's intimidating in a very friendly way yes, in this movie. Yes, tough. He's very tough. I feel like that is John Hamm in general, though. I feel like if yeah. I met John Hamm, I would be like, okay, John Hamm, you're friendly, but I'm absolutely terrified of you. Oh, yeah. But like, there's that, whole, there's that whole scene where um, Buddy, who is John Hamm, and his wife, uh, Darling, and um, She's Bat, great, too. I like Bat, her. Uh, yeah, she was great too. Uh, that was, I think, the first time I've seen her really in anything. Um, so I hope to kind of couldn't see tell her you what stuff. her name is. I think it's Aza something. Um, I really, I couldn't tell you what her Aza, name is, but I did like her. It's it's E I Z A, so I guess that's Aza. E I Z A. Yeah. Aza or Aza Gonzalez. Okay. Um, and then Bats, uh, Jamie Foxx's character, they, um, they go, they stop at a liquor store and you kind of see while they're driving there, like Bats is kind of keeps looking at her. Um, so when Jamie Foxx goes into the store, Darling and Buddy are having this whole, con they're all kidding, kind of kissy face and having this whole conversation. And she's like, remember when you stabbed that guy for looking at me funny? Well, Bats just looked at me funny. So, <laughs> and then like, you know, you see looking in his eyes like, oh, well, we're going to have to do something about that. Like, you know, just very kind of sneaky and fair, slick. Nobody and... likes Jamie Foxx in this movie. No, he's terrible. Like he's he is terrible. kind of. He's kind of a jerk from the start. Like, um, J John Bernthal kind of messes with Baby at the beginning. Like, why is he listening to music? Yeah. What are you listening to? That's trash. Knocking the glasses off his face, messing with him. Um, and then you kind of meet Bats, and he's kind of even worse. Like, he, I loved kind of the part where 
baby has his headphones in he's listening to his music while doc is kind of explaining the whole heist and the plan and uh bats doesn't think he was listening and then yeah. baby recites the whole plan perfectly back to them um so yeah bats just doesn't like him the whole time um he's pretty terrible <laughs> he is i think that's a it's an unusual thing with Jamie Foxx because I, I like Jamie Foxx. I really like Jamie Foxx. And I like when Jamie Foxx is likeable. Yeah. But he's so good at playing unlikable. Yes. He like he's a very, very likeable well. man. He's yes. a very, very likeable man. But well, he's wait till so next good month. at playing horrible, <laughs> horrible people. Well, you'll be happy next month to see um, him do something similar in um, our patron picked okay. theme for next okay. month which we'll get okay. into <laughs> we, yes we will um okay but yeah he's he's just he's very good at it he's very yes. good at it um i, I did like i like J- jamie fox's performance in this movie as well i was very pleased i mean obviously spoilery 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 but i was very pleased when what happened to him happened because yes. it was just like I was getting sick of him <laughs> at this him. point. Yeah, right. He's just pretty terrible. Um, like he was and annoying his just kind everybody. Of, <laughs> and his sly comments about basically getting rid of people and killing people. Like yeah. one of the characters, um, he's kind of annoyed. One of like they're on a heist, and one of the when they do the whole Michael Myers mask thing, the guy he mask he gets the wrong masks. He yeah. you know l- leaves his gun when they have to leave one of the vehicles. He's fumbling and dropping like all the loot in the bags, and you know Babs is already obviously really annoyed with him. So at a certain point, like you see that he ended up getting killed because Babs probably got annoyed with how you know him and killed yes. him. Um, yes, and he they, he exactly. alludes to a lot of times where he's probably killed people for just annoying him and just even yeah. little things. And this is kind of what, you know, baby, he's trying to get out of this life, but he's kind of putting up with it um, because I think he has a lot of respect for Doc, Kevin Spacey's character, um, which is could... unusual when you think about it. <laughs> yes. People having respect for that man. Well, we see him get run over, so it's fine. My um, my favorite part of the movie was watching <laughs> Kevin Spacey get run over twice. To be perfectly honest, yes. With um, but I think working with bats is kind of what makes him want to like makes him do what he does kind of later in the movie, where he kind of ends up betraying the crew because um, bats is kind of the impetus for just making him like this dude is crazy. I don't want to deal with him. Um, so I think yeah. that's what makes it harder for baby to even want to stick with this because yeah, like there's a certain point where when baby is doing the heist with them, the whole Michael Myers heist, like usually n- nobody gets hurt, but baby looks and he sees that that's killed one of the security guards yeah. already. And then when they go, do go to the liquor store and bats goes in, he kills the clerk at the liquor store. Yeah. Just just for some gum because he didn't want to pay. <laughs> and then he yeah. kind of forces them to go to the diner where Deborah works and he doesn't want them to know anything about Deborah. And he's about to like put a gun to Deborah so they don't have to pay for four Cokes. <laughs> like he, Bath is he, out he, of control. He is. The man is off the rails. We we don't like him. We're not supposed to ever like him. Um but it's why it's interesting that in the actual end, 
that John Hamm becomes the main main kind of villain. Like, you're not expecting that at all. Um, And then even, like, the whole shootout, the whole warehouse shootout that happens. Because Doc sends them to go get guns and weapons for their next heist. And he sends them to his special contacts. And that sees on one of the boxes that it's like Atlanta PD. So he's like, Oh my gosh, these guys are cops. I don't trust them. And then he starts this whole crazy shootout, but it turns out that yes, they are cops, but they're, they work for doc and doc knew they were cops. So, you know, Bats just kind of goes off the rails and doesn't really, and does his own thing and kind of goes crazy. So I think that's what scares baby and wants him, makes him want to kind of get out even more. And that kind of leads to him kind of betraying the whole crew and causing what happens later in the movie. Um, yeah. all kind of and it gets super is... intense. It gets super intense. and Yeah, kind, kind of, of kind of once Bat shows up, that's kind of where shit goes sideways and gets a little crazy. Oh, yeah, definitely. But certainly when, you know, Baby makes a decision to... Um, or not, it's not, it's not exactly rat on them. But it's just to leave them, basically. Yes, yes, um, that, yeah. But nobody, you know, and the, and then people, bats, for example, um, half finds out about it and just kind of catches him. Yeah. And it just it keeps getting more intense from there on. And obviously we get, you know, chases after that and big fights after that and all yeah. kinds of, like, legitimate action movie stuff that again makes it feel really not like an Edgar Wright movie. Yeah. But um a very very, you know, impressively done as a crime action movie. Um really really impressively done. But and it gets the music. super intense and the, the music, music as well it plays again the like constant. the whole the whole warehouse shootout is to tequila and it's like everything yeah. the gunshots are to the beat you know things blow up to the beat like it's all kind of a great flow and then even i love the song that is playing when he's doing the foot chase because the pace mm-hmm. of it it all kind of just fits with this kind of rampant non-stop um, yeah insanity and like you think he's gonna get away you think they're not gonna notice him but then oh they see him they're chasing him you think he's gotten away oh no he crashes and then you know that's when he runs into uh darling and buddy and you know then more yeah. shootouts happen more cops show up and it's like oh, i'm glad edgar right took a portion of his you know decided refused a portion oh, yeah. of his director's fee for this scene because that whole chase was really great um it was just really well yeah. done and the way they used the music there and everything and um, how that kind of changed the motivations of uh, John Hamm and all of that was just really kind of all great how it was put together. Again, I think it's the scene choreography that Edgar yeah. Wright always does really well, but it really showed for me in this movie because it was... Um, I mean, it really showed for me in this movie because it was on a bigger scale. Because it was on a bigger scale and there was more moving parts and there was more things going on. The scene choreography felt just that more impressive. Yeah. And I just I just like that. I just like that. And it's look, it's always a shame. I mean... We said that my favourite part of the movie was watching Kevin Spacey get run over twice, <laughs> which secretly it kind of was. Um, I always I always found it a shame when we found out about Kevin Spacey 
because yeah, he's so talented. He's still, very, he's still a very good actor. I mean, we, some of the trivia that I, when I was going through trivia, there was actually a piece of trivia that said, you know, even when Jamie Foxx wasn't filming his scenes, he would just be there during Kevin Spacey's scenes because he would just want to watch him work. Look, we can't, you know, as just messed up as the guy is, he's a very good actor. He is. He's, he's very talented. Still was, you know, he's obviously not done anything since, but he's still, he's still right up until he was uh, rightfully put away from the world. <laughs> um, he was still a very good actor. Yeah. Still a very good actor. And this is actually... Do you know what? This is actually the first movie of his I've watched since. Yeah. Because I've just not really... Wanted to, yeah. Wanted to. Why, like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, and to be <laughs> honest, I was, it was, I was put off this movie by that. Yeah. As well. But we're doing it for this, and, you know, it's a situation... And he's not in enough a big part that it's like distracting or makes you think about it. And then no, he does, no, he does get no. run over twice. So that's and he nice. does get, which does help. Which <laughs> even even if even if his character is kind of a little bit of he goes for a little bit of redemption yeah. before he gets ran over. Yeah, like he's he's his running over is supposed to be kind of Noble. shocking. And in noble. It's supposed to be noble, which is really ironic. Yes, um, but you, you, because of everything else, you don't see it like that. So you just kind of like, <laughs> okay, seen, yeah, okay, part. that. Yeah. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Situations are situations, aren't they? Yes. <sighs> but yeah, art that is was, art. I just, well, yeah, I just had to. I had to say that because I think it's interesting that this is actually the first movie of his that I've watched since. since yeah. Um, I don't know. We didn't really talk about the love story. What did you think of that? Yes, well, I like Lily James. I like their chemistry as well. Yeah. Um, they seem to. It was. It was. It, it felt very much like one of those typical old Hollywood things where they meet after two minutes and are immediately just the most in love couple in the history of the world yes which is fine because we're very used to that um but i did like the chemistry i liked that that they bonded over the music situation i liked the little joke of well you've won the music battle of music names because your name is baby baby every song song has baby in it yeah (laughs) even the song when he meets Um, her like she's singing a song that's like baby you know yeah yeah um so I liked that conversation. I liked that the whole plan was to just drive as far away as possible. I liked that they kind of half do that yeah. in the end, but then Baby has to give himself in um, yeah, because he he's just want her he's gone too part far. Of that life, yeah. So he just gives. He's it. gone. He's gone too far. Baby ends up serving a prison sentence, but then. In the final, you know, minutes of the movie, we see him back out of prison. Yeah. And um, supposedly going on to do whatever he wants with uh, Deborah. But then there's like even well, you know, people do whatever they want. People that he's met throughout the the movie, then like they kind of you come back and like testify on his behalf, and they say, 
yeah. nice things about him. Like, you know, when he was kind of surveying the bank that, you know, the final whole heist was going to happen. He meets this lady and um, he even sees her when they're about to do the heist and he kind of warns her. Yeah. Don't go in there. there. Yeah. So then when she testifies, she's like, no, he he made sure I didn't go in to keep me safe. And then like at a certain point when he's on the run, he steals this woman's car and he makes sure he gives her her purse. He like before he drives off with her car. Um, Another woman, when he's doing the Michael Myers heist, her baby's in the back and he makes sure like he gives her her baby because, you know, Bats was ready to just drive off and be like, screw this lady and her baby. I don't care. Um, but he's like, no, here's your baby, ma'am. Um, and then, of course, Joe goes up there and like testifies yeah. on his behalf. And he's like, you know, he, you know, he had problems, but he's a good kid. He's, you know, takes care of me and all this stuff. So I liked that kind of these little kind of moments that he had with people while, you know, while he was doing these bad things, he was still being a good person, in, you know, while doing these bad things. And they kind of come back later and kind of testify on his behalf that, no, he never tried to harm me. He always made sure, you know, he was trying to, you know, still be a good person uh, you know amongst the circumstances so i liked that you know it kind of called back to them later to kind of help and that's what kind of helped him get a lesser sentence and was able to kind of be out sooner than later so he could you know drive off with his love and all of that so yeah yeah ultimately ultimately it's a happy ending and we like that yes um I, I, i don't i really i really did like this movie me too i really did Um, Another success. Another success, success, even though a lot of the movie felt not like an Edgar Wright movie. Yeah. Um, It didn't... Maybe maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. That's what people would have you believe. It felt less like an Edgar Wright movie, so I liked it better because I hate Edgar Wright, obviously. Because there was no British people. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, was there? Is Lily James not secretly she, she, British? She is British, but she was not British in this movie. <laughs> no. Um, and you know, people say Ansel Elgort's attractive. Is he? Is I mean, he though? In this movie, he's kind of, but he's he's, not, he's a little he's not, bit he's a little bit smarmy. <laughs> he's got a little bit of a smarmy face. face. Yeah, I could see that. Just a little bit. <laughs> I mean, yes, he's tall and what have you. He's just got a little bit of a smarmy face. I mean, if and I had to, be to choose perfectly between... honest, John Hamm is way more attractive. Oh my gosh! I don't know with that kind of badass haircut, like it was working for me for sure. Um, but yeah, if I had to choose between like Baby and Ryan Gosling and Drive, I probably would definitely go Drive. Well, <laughs> Gosling's just Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling's always looked like Ryan Gosling. No matter what he's tried doing, he he's just have always a looked the same. smarmy face. <laughs> and he doesn't have a smarmy face. You know, some people just have smarmy faces. Yes, yes. They can't help it. Some people <laughs> just there. have smarmy faces. Yes. Like, Timothy Chalamet can't help looking like a triangle. He does, but he can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> I joke, but I, I, do, I do actually really like Timothy Chalamet. Yes, me too. I've, I've, I've decided in the last year that I really, really like Timothy Chalamet <laughs> as an actor. Even though he He's looks great. like a triangle. <laughs> Even though he looks like a triangle. He's just great. Um, 
But in terms of, you know, other people that Nolan find attractive, Ansel Elgort is, isn't as good as Timothy Chalamet, even though he's very good in this movie. Yes. Everybody's, everybody's good in this movie. We like this movie. Tell you what we do have, though, Janine, to end the show with today. Is a voice yes. message. We do. We have a voice message from Billy Pollahan, our great friend and patron, who told us what he thought about Baby Driver. What is up, Morgan and Janine? So, I saw you were doing Baby Driver for the bonus episode of Morgan Hasn't Seen. I love this movie. The editing is great. The car sequences are much better than anything in the Fast and Furious movies. Um, Ansel Elgort is very likable. Lily James is just ridiculously beautiful. Same with Isaac Gonzalez and uh, John Hamm. Uh, yeah, no, I think the cast is great. It's well-directed. It's, it's a very... It's, it's Edgar Wright. You either love his movies or you don't. I know you both love it, so I'm just going to say that you can watch the main show. It's a wonderful podcast. Machine Mondays every Monday. And Morgan has the scene, which I know you're listening to right now. So, yeah. Have a lot of fun. I can't wait to see what you guys do. And, uh, yeah. Have fun. Hype man out. <laughs> Thank you, Thanks, Billy. Billy. Yes, always our hype man, always selling our products and sharing our shows. <laughs> so thank and you. I do Billy agree with him. Lily yes. James, Isaac Gonzalez, and John and John Ham, very, very attractive. attractive. Yes, yes. We ha- we can't forget about John Ham. <laughs> oh no, never. <laughs> I mean, actually, honestly, the man's very good looking though. He is, but I think a lot of people kind of there are a few people who like I, I just don't see it with him. They don't like John um, John no yeah. John Ham. I mean, beardy I, John Hamm is way better than clean-shaven yes, John Hamm. scruffy, scruffy John Hamm. Especially with this kind of bad boy haircut, I like. I mean, um, not but... unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt John Hamm. No. Not weird cult leader John Hamm. Not Mad Men John Hamm. Maybe, I think maybe Mad no, Men not, John No, not Hamm. even Mad Men John Hamm, because he's clean-shaven and he's a little bit horrible. Yeah, he's kind of but, a lot of it horrible. <laughs> but uh, cool haircut beardy john ham yes yeah okay we can deal with it we, we can we can deal with that john ham get behind like that. john ham yes we can get behind get behind you john ham <laughs> yes um thanks billy thanks billy though for the call there billy really likes baby driver as well kind of like everybody else i guess yes. do people not like this movie i think it was a little bit people were just like it was fine was it? Maybe, maybe people were doing what I was doing and expecting more Edgar Wright comedy. But I think this is his highest grossing movie that he's ever done. I want to oh, say I would it. imagine I, I want to say is. it did. It did really well. And it this was his highest grossing movie. But yeah, I mean, I think just it's his style. His style is so great and consistent. Yeah. Um, and just very clever and smart with how he thinks about things and does things. And his movies do lend themselves really well to rewatchability because you kind of see things that maybe you didn't see before. Um, he always produces some really kind of interesting characters and fun characters. Um, so yeah, I, he's my favorite. Like I like every single one of his movies. Um, and I just love his style for sure. And that is very apparent here in this movie. So I definitely yeah. enjoyed this movie. Well, I echo that. I mean, apart from he's m- not my favourite director of all time. 
even though he might be yours. He 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 isn't. I can't I can't say he is mine. Um, but he, I do like him, and I do like his movies. Uh, this still doesn't top Shaun of the Dead. I doubt yeah. anything no. will, to be honest with you, just because Shaun of the Dead is just the so absolute perfect, perfect yeah. horror comedy. Yes. Um, really. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a wonderful movie. Thank you, patrons, for voting for this movie. Yes. And thank you, Janine, for suggesting <laughs> this movie. Of course. To end the movies about music series on Morgan hasn't seen. Yes. We're but... keeping it musical next week. Uh, next <laughs> week, next series. Yes. Um. So our great patron Carla, she is at a tier where she can pick topics for the shows and she decided to just go and pick the whole series theme for next month and for some reason we let her do it and we just let her do it because she's carla and she's she didn't granted she didn't pick the movies themselves no directly but i did i did run them by her just and she approved those were the ones she probably would have picked individually had she you know Yes. Okay. But she did pick the the overall theme as opposed she, to each individual yes. movie. So she, she did still pick... technically only got <laughs> <Yes>. one pick. <laughs> she did pick the overall theme kind of with the movies that I was thinking in mind. So in mind, um, yeah, sure. Yes. Okay. It's just because it happens to be a bit of a gap for me, that's all. Yes. So Carla picked for next month modern musicals. Now, obviously, so. with me, we know I like old musicals. Yes. So because it's going, me. We are going newer stuff. So, I mean, should we go through all the ones we're covering or just what's you can for go, next You week? can go through all the ones you're covering if you want. I don't, I, I don't mind at all. I just like the fact that in the last few series on Morgan Hasn't Seen, we did the uh, movies about television. Then we did the movies based on TV. <laughs> yes. Then we did the movies... Um, about music about music and now we're doing musicals <laughs> yes we're, so keeping we're keeping it all we're keeping it all together we got the nice flow and rhythm just like uh, edgar wright so sure um... <laughs> i suppose so <laughs> um so yeah we will be talking chicago yeah hairspray yeah dream girls which i have seen some of dream girls but Apparently, it wasn't allowed because I had to have seen all the movie. The whole movie. You need to see the whole movie, guy. Okay. <laughs> and the bonus pick, which I feel like this movie is a bit divisive. Some people really love it. Some people hate it. Some people think it's like, what is happening? But I actually really do enjoy this movie. And the music is actually really great. Um, is Moulin Rouge. Why is that the bonus? Um, because I don't think it's like, you know, like, I think everything else is kind of actually like a Broadway musical that, you know, exists mm, from okay. something else, you know, that was like, okay. you know, like Hairspray was a, a movie, was a John yeah, Waters yeah, movie yeah, yeah, yeah. that turned into a musical. It, it has a stage play. All of these have a stage thing, except Mulan, which maybe it does now. But I think this this was all a, kind of an original idea from Baz Luhrmann, I believe. So Okay, um, okay, yes. fair enough. Fair it enough. is an original musical that wasn't based off of anything else like these other ones were. So okay. that's why it is the bones. Notice how they're all from post-2000. <laughs> yes. Please note. <laughs> please note, and please also note how they all fall into a five-year gap. Yeah. I think Chicago and Moulin Rouge are both like 2002. 
Um, I feel like Dreamgirls is 06 and Hairspray's 07. Yes, I think you are correct. Schmodown. So, <laughs> you know, there's a gap there. There's a gap there for me. But I'm looking forward to it because it's been it's been a while since I've watched a good musical. Yes. And I I, I like musicals, and I'm I, I'm hoping these are good musicals as well. I mean, I'm sure yes. they are. I mean, Chicago Chicago won the Oscar. Uh, Dreamgirls got Eddie Murphy nominated. Did yeah, it, or did Jennifer, he win? No, he was nominated, and Jennifer Hudson won. And she Jennifer literally Hudson pretty much only won for um, the I'm Telling You song. Like, her okay. performance in the movie is great in general, but she literally only pretty much won just for that song because it's a very M- powerful song and a very powerful performance okay. of that song. So, okay. um, yeah, Stream Girls is great, and it's, like, all black cast. And, it know, is. Yes, so excellent black excellence on display there with that. Um, I like it. Hairspray's really fun. The songs are kind of are great. Um, and Look, I mean, you, if I'm looking... you have your you have your Amanda Bynes, your favorite Amanda Bynes, one of the last. Is Amanda things. Bynes in Hairspray? She is, she is in Hairspray. Oh, I was look. I was. I, I admittedly, I was looking forward to Hairspray the absolute least. Yes, because I know you don't want to see manly John Travolta. I mean, what's going on? It it just I don't understand John Travolta. But I mean, that's kind of how what it was like in the John Waters movie. It was uh, Divine who played. Oh, that makes more. So sense. that's why when they transferred it to a Broadway musical, because it was just like this weird, quirky John Waters movie, and then they wait turned a minute. It... Why aren't we watching that then? Because it's not a musical. The original John Waters movie was not a musical. It was just this weird, quirky movie. Like, um, you know, he also did like Cry Baby with Johnny Depp. So it's it still called Hairspray. Yes, so it's the same characters, it's the same story, but they turned it into a stage musical, and then they turned that stage musical into a movie. Right, so, right. So I they might made actually it. watch that movie. Yeah, so the John Waters one is a little weird, because that's kind of his style. That's um, what I mean, I might actually watch that movie and be way more into that one. Yes, and he was, you know, proponent of, you know, uh, you know, gay and lesbian certainly and yes so divine was why, kind of his... why you whacked a divine in there yes you know? yes so, so divine played the mother so when yeah. they made it a stage play they just kept that theme of um men why playing the mother it travolta though listen listen to me <laughs> so they <laughs> kept up the theme of a man playing the mother so i think when they did the broadway plays and the stage version i think it was like um, Harvey Firestein, who who oh. pl- who played the mother, um, right? Okay. Yes. So yes, that's kind of was the theme. So like, of course, now this one a guy has to play the mother, and uh, yeah, I, they... I, I, look. <laughs> so it was I'm British and grew up watching pantomime. I'm very very <laughs> used to very obvious men playing very obvious women on stage, and I didn't think I would like it. But like at a certain point, you kind of maybe don't notice as much. The, the my only question is why is it Travolta? Yeah, I don't N- know. Not not why is it the way it is. Why yeah. is it Travolta? I would have to say for me, like he is kind of the weakest part of the movie, and the singing is not that great. Um, no. But at a certain point, when it's not singing stuff, 
you kind of forget it's him a little bit. Is it just bringing Travolta back to musicals for the novelty yeah, of bringing Travolta I, I think, back to I musicals? I kind of think it's it's what they're trying to do. But you do get a little, um, you know, uh, Batman Returns reunion of uh, Christopher okay. Walken and Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And look, if Amanda Bynes is in the movie, I'm going to... And Amanda Bynes is be, in it. I'm going to be into it. I'm yes. going to be into it if Amanda Bynes is in it. Um no, as for as for Chicago, obviously Chicago's a well-renowned movie won the Oscar, and like yeah. you said, Dreamgirls I've watched some of and enjoyed. I'm sure I like Dreamgirls. It's got the right yeah. kind of music for me. And you said you like um, villainous Jamie Fox. He's kind of doing that. Well, I don't like Ju- villainous <laughs> Jamie Fox. I just think he's very good at being a villain. Well, he's there. He's doing that in this mo- in Dreamgirls. So. Uh, and Moulin, Moulin Rouge, Moulin Rouge is supposed to be kind of wacky, isn't it? And fun. Yeah. You and McGregor and, in but Moulin But this was the first time I heard you and McGregor sing. And like when yeah. he sang, like it's his voice is just booming and like all the kind of music like drops out because it's supposed to be this. Like she, when Nicole Kidman's character hears him sing, she kind of just like shocked like i think in the scene where he sings and you for hear his first note he sings like i think all the lights in like the city go out or something like that happens so it's kind of like how you feel about hearing his voice like they really okay. make a big deal about that in the movie and oh my gosh ewan mcgregor has such a powerful voice like okay this was the first time i heard him sing i didn't even know he could sing nicole kidman's actually sings pretty good um so that was really obviously, impressive obviously nicole kidman's in it it's a baz lerman movie Yes. <laughs> um, there's a lot of covers um, of songs and they kind oh, of work, that's fine. They work them into that old kind of Paris time period. Yeah. Um, uh, they do a great like tango version of Roxanne, which is really great. Um, yes. So uh, the music is great, but I think a lot of people maybe think it's silly and they do. They don't like all the covers. Um, I think David Bowie. Uh, oh. d- d- does a song in it. David Bowie's um, in the movie? I th- I can't remember. I think he's in it a little bit. I haven't seen it okay. in a really long time. But, um, yeah, he's on the soundtrack as Re- well. Look, so, regardless, Ewan McGregor's in it, and Ewan McGregor is my celebrity yes. lookalike. So, well, may- can you sing like him? Because he sings absolutely not. in this movie. Absolutely so, not. Yes. Yes, I was very uh, surprised to hear his voice, and it's like, oh my gosh, beautiful voice. Well, the excitement is there. <laughs> the excitement is there, Janine. What, what would, what would we start with next um, week? I'd say let's just start with um, let's go in alphabetical order. So we'll start with Chicago. <laughs> we'll start with Chicago. We'll start with. Chicago. We can't go in alphabetical order. Can we go in alphabetical order? Wait a minute. We yes. can actually go in alphabetical order if we leave Moulin Rouge as the bonus. Perfect. Yes, so Chicago, and then we'll do Dream Girls, then we'll do Hairspray, and then we do Lovely. Moulin Rouge. Beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. So we well, will be doing Chicago next week, guys. There we go, guys. Chicago, keeping it musical, keeping it fun, keeping it obviously in this millennium because so many gaps. So many gaps. Yes. <laughs> There we go, guys. Unless there's anything else we want to say about Baby Driver other than the fact that it was a really fun movie. I'm very happy to have watched it finally. Obviously, I've only watched it because of this show. Otherwise, I would have never watched it in my life. Thank you for doing this show. 
this show helps me and it's fun and you enjoy it as well because you get to tell me what to do and that's do. fun I for you it. to do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you're evil yes. you're not evil you're not evil am you're i like lovely. evil jamie fox you don't like me when like i'm evil, evil. <laughs> you're not like evil jamie fox you're delightful oh, you're like you. you're like um you're like I was gonna. No, I'm not gonna say that. Um, you're like um, I, I don't know. I don't know what I say now. I've ruined my. I was gonna say you're like <laughs> Joe, but you're not like Joe. You're not an old deaf black man. No, but I'm very lovable, and I like my peanut butter sandwiches spread to the edges. So yes, but you're sure, not an I'll old deaf it. black man in a wheelchair. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. You are technic. <laughs> you are only one of those descriptors. <laughs> I mean, it, it works. And there's six descriptors there. <laughs> uh, sure. Let's yes. make it work. Let's make yeah. it work somehow. Um, what? What? I don't know what to say now. Um, what? What is there to say? Voice messages. If you want to leave a voice message like Billy left today. All you have to do is go to Anchor and leave us a voice message on there. There is a link in the description of every episode of every show we have on this feed to go and do that. Sometimes Janine will also put a tweet out asking for certain voice messages for certain specific things. I'm sure she'll put one out about the musicals. I will. So um, keep an eye out for that as well. Click the link. Leave us a voice message. We love hearing them. We love getting them. They make us feel very nice. Yay. Um, Morgan hasn't seen is of course not the only show we have on this feed like Billy said before on his call we also have the main show it's a wonderful podcast every Friday where we talk those lovely older movies that for some reason we like talking about I only say that because this week's is just absolutely the most ridiculous thing we've ever done in our in the lifetime of it's a wonderful podcast it's a wonderful podcast episode 110 this oh my week gosh. will be officially the stupidest movie we've ever done. Well, I mean, um, I don't know about the movie itself, but the title is pretty stupid. No, we actually haven't watched the movie yet, <laughs> yes. but I'm pretty sure it'll be the stupidest movie we've ever done. <laughs> um, what is it called? <laughs> we can never what even it's called. We can never even remember what it's called because the title is so asinine. <laughs> You'll find out what it's called. You'll see what it's called. Um, it's Mr. Blandings <laughs> builds his dream house. Sure, of course he does. It's got Cary Grant in it. That's why we're watching it. Um, well, you know, we also... I tell you, I tell you how I choose these movies. I literally go to Wikipedia and I say, "What classic movies had a modern remake?" Because I like to do the yeah. deja vu and see. Um, and so I saw Money Pit, the movie with Tom Hanks from the eighties, I believe. Hat was based off of a movie from 46 called Mr. Blanding's Built His Dream House, and it has Cary Grant in it. And you know we love Cary Grant on It's a Wonderful Podcast. So I do. thought, I've never heard of this movie, and I do kind of want to watch The Money Pit again. So let's let's watch Mr. Blanding build his dream house, Morgan. And you know what? It's not even it's not quite leather football Cary Grant either yet. So No, it's nice it's, young. It's still nice Cary Grant. Plucky oh, Cary Grant. So 1948 <laughs> is kind of in the middle. Yes. 1948's in the middle. So and you'll get know. to hear you'll get to hear all our renditions of titles of this movie because we will. can never remember what it's called. So we always call it Mr. Weaselby Builds Barbie's Dream House or whatever. So <laughs> <laughs> 
he does. He does. He does do that. Um, it's very fun. We yes. do, of course, also have Machine Mondays every Monday with Janine the Machine well, sat right. over there talking all the wonderful schmo down things. But that's yes. it. You can find the whole feed, all three shows, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, Google Podcasts, and a whole bunch of others everywhere you can find your podcasts. Or just follow the show on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. Find me on Twitter at the Purple Dawn with the three instead of the E in the because, Janine. Three is the magic number. You're getting into the musicals. Yes, I'm doing jazz hands right now. Where can everybody find you? Oh, you can find me and my jazz hands at G9Design on G9Design. Oh my gosh. Uh, you can find G- you at G9Design. Yes, yeah. You can find um, on my T Public shop at G9Design on <laughs> tpublic.com and get merch for our shows or check out my artwork. And you can find me and my jazz hands at Janine DeBean on Twitter and Instagram. Yay. Thanks, Baby Driver, for being a cool movie. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, thanks, Carla, for picking the musicals yes. topic for next series. I can't mm-hmm. wait. I'm actually very excited because it's been a while since I've watched a good musical and I'm into them. Yay, I like a musical. Modern musicals. I'm thankful we haven't picked the Phantom of the Opera one from 2004 with Gerard Butler. <laughs> because I, mean... I refuse and I will only watch real Phantom of the Opera movies. From the old time. I'm sure Carl will not have... find a way to squeeze that one in there. Somewhere. I will not have any post Andrew Lloyd Webber Phantom of the Opera <laughs> nonsense. I will not have it Fair at all. I it's watched it happening. actually. I did watch it when we watched um, the older ones for Wonderful Podcast. And I mean, the music was good. I liked the music. But yeah, I don't care if the music. It was good. long. It was it was a little drug on <laughs> and on a little bit, but yeah. Was there a torture chamber? No. <laughs> no, there wasn't. I mean, there was kind of. Sure, there was. Sure, there was because there has to be because it's Phantom of the Opera, so there has to be a weird glass torture chamber. Because that's the I point. Mean, it was. A, it wasn't. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> Probably wasn't even that good then, was it? No, yes, there was a no. lake. Yes, there was people on a boat. Yes. yes, there was a lot of, ooh, I'm going to take over your life, but I don't want you to take over my life. But I'm going to do it anyway because I messed up in the head. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, except he's singing it. So. Except he's singing it. <laughs> um, we're not doing that. We're not doing no, that. No, we are not. <laughs> Thank you, everybody for listening to this extra specially long episode of Morgan Hasn't Seen. Don't we like talking for ages? It's been we fun, do. though. We all like having fun. It's very ga- It's very nice. It's very cool. It's very good. Um, I'm hungry, so I'm going to go eat things. And I will <laughs> leave Janine saying what she always likes to say at the end of every show. Yes. Three, two, one... Bye. Bye.